and welcome to episode 127 of Fans of Power. I'm the man behind the mask, Joe Amato, and I'm here with my partner in crime, Tyler T-Rex Baker. How's it going, T-Rex? We, we had like a false start, I think about three times. I, I thought I got the thumbs up, but I wasn't sure, so I was like, hey, what's it? I told Joe I'd give him the finger. I hope he wasn't thinking. I was like, all right, I'll give you that finger. I did. I actually thought that was going to happen. I was like, is he going to give me the I middle finger? I thought it my I'll give you the finger when we're ready to go. Yeah, start off on a little bit more of a more risque start today. Um, if that would have been... Very positive podcast. <laughs> That'd be different. So, uh, well, hello to Zen Brown, JSP, and Zentron in the chat room. Thank you all for joining us. And now we have a lot of different topics. I did want to first give a shout out to uh, one of my buddies. I thought he disappeared off of Facebook. I thought something happened. He said he he had something where he got hacked on his Facebook account. He's back now. So it's my buddy Tim Massaro. So it's good to see you, man. I'm glad you're healthy. I'm glad everything's okay and you're safe. So good seeing you. And I hope you enjoy finally being able to watch an episode of Fans of Power and look forward to hearing your feedback of what you think. So Tyler, so... um. Well, any any kind of recent news before we get into other topics? Any kind of news, things you've seen, you heard? What's happening? You know, it, it's a, it's unfortunate that a lot a lot of the news that doesn't revolve around action figures is never the most positive news. It really isn't, and you almost feel like, you know, He Man fans deserve so much better. And I don't I I, I don't know where to start. Do we start with? Well, hey. You know, Hold on. The news or the news you just want to laugh at, you know? Well, let me start off with something that's uh, kind of at least positive for some of the fans that were concerned. You know, Stridor was finally revealed, and there was a lot of people that were Hell excited. Yeah. yeah, and it was great. There was also the fans that were very concerned saying, that's not his mask, where's his stickers designs, blah, 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 you know, a lot of stuff, which we know that Stridor and Night Stalker had completely different sticker designs for the vintage toy. And we also know that the vintage toy, only Stridor had the mask, not Night Stalker. But for classics, we got Stridor, I mean, excuse me, Night Stalker first, and they made a unique mask for him. Well, the mask they showed is just a remold of Night Stalker's, and now it's orange, which looks nothing like the original Stridor one. But Brian Flynn did show up, and he said, nobody ever said that's his only mask or the final mask. So that implies that we probably will get the actual Stridor mask, whether it's he gets two or he just gets that one. So that had fans, you know, a little more relieved and excited because we know there's no way they're going to go through a complete remolding of doing every sticker design because that would change the entire body. That That is not going to happen. So unfortunately, he won't get his most iconic thing is, his, you know, his side crest emblem. But, hey, if we can at least get the mask and have him looking close, that's cool. So that was positive because it had fans concerned, including me. I was concerned about that mask, but that was good to hear. I didn't know if you heard that he did say that they were going to try to get him. Honestly, I was just, when I would go back and look at the pictures, I was just looking at him like, well, I won't display him without that mask. But with without the mask, it looked more like the Filmation style because the Filmation Strider doesn't wear any kind of mask on his head. It just looks like the toy. I'm like, you know what? That That's 110% fine with me. But hearing that, I, I, either way, you know, I, w- I was so happy to have him. I was not going to throw down the gauntlet. That's not his mask. By God, I'm not going to get it. Kill them all. No, no, yeah, no. so so it's like you said, there's, there's two ways that now, as long as we do get that actual mask, you can either display him with his vintage style mask, or like you said, take it off and have it feel a little more filmation if you want. Because, yeah, I mean, that was the one thing that is kind of like, you know, there's kind of a pluses and minuses about stickers, 
instead of i mean sculpting instead of stickers because as you know when we started getting classics vehicles and things and you know the play set in the castle they said they're gonna do something better they're gonna give us all sculpted things instead of stickers which was nice adds a better detail and you don't have to worry about stickers wearing off but then when this kind of situation comes up that's the only thing that comes up it's like dang if it could have been stickers we could have just got the stickers but Either way, it's it's cool. Hopefully, we get the mask, and at least that was a good piece of positive news. Oh, and no. then we—it was amazing to finally hear it. And I'm, yeah. I, mean, I don't think I think it goes for pre-order this week, like late, like starting this week. Doesn't the pre-orders start start up? Uh, what, God, was it this week for Strider? I could wait. Was it? I know, I know, I know. It goes into kind of almost mid-May, I think. To May sixteenth was I can't remember if it was started April third. No, what the hell date was it? I thought it went to like. All right, let me May bring it up real quick because I was looking at this uh, last night. Oh, oh, real quick. Uh, well, while you're doing that, uh, JSP wants to know what I'm wearing. If it's an Evil Dead shirt, like I think that should sum it up right there. And I think he knows what it is now. So there, <laughs> no, close, but no, it's a uh, you know me. It's gotta be Jason. So uh, hey, also the, the while... starts April twenty fifth and will go to May sixteenth. Oh, hey, I was right with the May 16th, I guess. <laughs> yeah, and um, I mean, of course, you go to the Super 7 website, and you can do your pre-order right there. I'm looking at it right now. Okay, okay. Yeah, so I'll be getting that, well, definitely probably before the final day, um, because this, this is like like the PowerCon exclusive. This is a must-have. I Strider is my favorite vehicle slash beast, even over Battle Cat. Like, I want Strider. That's my favorite, so... Um, there's no negotiation about that one. God, I can't wait to get my hands on that. No, it will be good. And Grimbot, that's that's pretty cold. He's saying, uh, nice Nightmare on Elm Street uh, shirt, Joe. Shut up. <laughs> so, just give me a hassle. I have somebody else that likes doing that where they like calling Freddy Jason and Jason Michael and Michael Jason. And I got you there. But um, all right. Also, the <laughs> we, we got to get our monthly dose of this. Remember, April is the big time where it's supposed to start shooting of the movie. And all of a sudden now we got news that there's a new group of uh, brothers that are, I guess, going to be possibly directing this movie. Still under uh, David Goyer doing the writing and producing or something. But are there supposed to be two new brothers that are so-called writing the script that's going to definitely be out by December of 2019? Yeah, the Knee brothers have just been hired to um, take on the the... the revolving door that Sony seems to have only in the, the part of their offices that revolves around the He-Man property, or at least the film rights, so to speak. So as of right now, they're probably currently just sitting in the waiting room, waiting to find out if they're actually actually going to go through with this, or Sony's just, again, it, you really would have to wonder, Is in, 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 all, in all seriousness, I'm not going to get onto some sort of, you know, over-the-top rant stuff, this really looks really bad wholeheartedly that they've got this property and keep making, re- releasing information and making these small announcements, you know, because if, if, if it if I would like to think if they were really serious about this or their reputation, like we can't keep anybody on this project, you know, then, then stop letting the news out that you've hired somebody else when you just drop. I mean, it just, it just makes it look incompetent. I mean, they already are. You know, but it just it just really makes you feel like, dude, by this point, any any of those polypracticals that are still making a point to let Joe know, hey, Joe, I just got news. There's a new He-Man movie coming, and they just got the new directors. Uh, all sis, you can't really think by this point this is going to happen. And if it did, 
they've got just over a year to get it cast, do pre-production, get concept sketches and drawings and, and, and design the sets and things like that and get it all done a little over a year with post-production and everything. You guys, if, even if you really want Sony to make a He-Man movie, you can't possibly want them making one with this kind of beginning. I mean, hell, it's in pre-production hell. It's getting to where it's almost as bad as Freddy versus Jason. And it's longer than that. Yeah, it's yeah. actually longer than the Freddy versus it's Jason. Legendary, you know, this this purgatory of, of being stuck in pre-production. So I, I just, I'd like to think by this point, fans that have, of course, it's being reported on like various Facebook you know, in movie websites, and I don't even bother looking at what people are saying. If they're if they're not taking a chance to slam the '87 movie in regard to this, and I can't get can I say something about that too? That's the thing that I wish, if anything, they could find like, hmm, how could I say? Not the things that could mislead people. Like first, they'll show sometimes it says the movie is finally happening, and they'll announce like the Knee Brothers, and then they show an image of the '87 movie. I'm like. Why are you showing a picture of that when that has nothing to do with this movie? These actors aren't going to be in it. That's an 87 movie. Why are you showing it? Then sometimes they will show something. You know, it's just like when they were doing, talking about the She-Ra cartoon. Everybody's posted the new She-Ra cartoon's coming. And they're showing filmation She-Ra. I can't tell you how many people then posted and replied and messaged me. Oh, my God, Joe, did you see? She-Ra's coming back. They're bringing the filmation She-Ra back. I said, no, they're not. They said, look it. I said, no, that's just their way of advertising. I said they should just have a generic name template. I said, but you're right. When they show that, it just it confuses some people because then people can get on the bandwagon. Oh, they're talking about that stupid '87 movie because they love to pick on it, as you know. It's like it just Still, doesn't help. If it's not the people that are making comments, it's the idiot who's been char in charge of here. Put put up a post about new new He-Man movie news. You can make a jab about the '87 movie because we all know nobody likes it because. There is far removed from anything in the He-Man, you know, fan community, the culture amongst us fans. They don't know anything, and they continue to show just how naive and stupid they are. You know, I think more people are finally. It looks like, you know, like you said, the new people that are coming around that maybe are getting refamiliarized with Masters of the Universe and everything. I think even they are starting to catch on to like, hey, didn't they just announce a movie a year ago, a two years ago? It's like more people are seeing what we've been seeing for the past 12, 13, 14 years. So it just it slowly starts seeping into more people. So we'll just see how that goes. But that was that recent thing. And um, I, but I will say I've watched the trailer for the movie they're being advertised as being making called Band of Robbers. And it's it's a quirky dramedy. I'm like, how the hell do you pick the people who direct? I mean, who directed this? It looks like an indie flick, which it may have been. I don't know. But watching that trailer, that there's nothing about this. And I know it's just a trailer, but the kind of movie they're putting out, there's nothing about this that says that these these two brothers, this is who we need. I mean, to direct yeah, I, these casts. However, I know a lot of directors in Hollywood, a lot of great actors got their start doing things that they probably would never really be interested in doing. However, this doesn't really come off as, as a project that these guys were like, here, you want your opportunity? Make this movie about, about quirky guys trying to rob a pawn shop. Right. We'll have, to, we'll have to see what happens. First, also, let me say, Nathan Kennedy has joined us in the chat room. Thank you for joining us. And oh, nasty Nate. Yeah. Here's a good little other example. And Grim, Grimbot in the chat room brought this up, which I did see this on my wall a lot. He says, you think that's bad? He said, remember the news about Curse of the Three Tears that went around the world as if Filmation He-Man is getting continued? You remember that short little clip of Curse of the Three Tears? 
And I remember everybody was like, the cartoon's coming back. They said it's the first cartoon in years, and it's returned. And then some people were like, wait, that animation looks weird. That doesn't look good. Oh, man, it doesn't look like the old cartoon. This is going to suck. And everybody said, no, this is not a new cartoon series. This is one short little animation, uh, you know, mini cartoon they did to promote these figures they were releasing. But you're right. Sometimes things can happen that can mislead people. But... Well, we have, um, like I said, a few topics we're going to be discussing of maybe who could take over factions if the leaders would, let's say... Oh, you left out one other current event. Oh, did I? What? Oh, uh, my brain is gone. It's going 100 miles an hour. Did I forget something? Yeah, yeah. We're, we're getting another crossover. Oh, yes. They, they announced um, that... Yeah, DC announced, I think starting in July, that Masters of the Universe and... Um, Injustice, like the Injustice characters in the world and Master Universe is a new crossover. It's going to be a six-part miniseries. The saving grace of it, thank goodness, Freddie Williams Jr., he's uh, he's going to return, or Freddie Williams, yeah, he's returning. He's going to do the art because I loved his art. As for the story, just going to have to be another wait and see. I hope it's a good one. I definitely hope it's better than the He-Man Thundercats crossover, but they did announce it, and I'm giddy about at least Freddie Williams, you know, being the artist because I know his art is fantastic, and and that is the one thing, if anything, I am excited about for that. I'm nervous about the story, though. So I, I don't know. I guess we'll have to wait and just see what the story is going to hold for us. I, I'm more concerned that it's it's going to be DC putting over their cast of characters as if, like, we, we, we you know, Superman and Batman and all of that, we, we can't have them looking weak, you know. So we're, we got this other property, and, you know, we're going to do what we did the first go around which was an ungodly, I, I can't even remember what the hell the story was. The artwork was ugly. The story was silly. And then when you got people at DC, you know, really kind of looking down upon this cast of characters that we hold dear in our hearts, you feel like, why the hell do you guys keep doing this? If you're not going to do He-Man justice, stop putting it out. I'd rather than not make any more new comic books if you're not going to take it seriously and put someone on there who can say something else besides, yeah, I had a mecha deck joke. It, I used to watch the cartoon as a kid. I, I'm the number one guy for the job. Oh yeah, I'll make sure that Superman overpowers He-Man in every chance. I'll make sure all the He-Man characters look weaker in comparison to all the DC characters. I'll make sure of all that. Don't worry, guys. We're going to keep DC looking strong. And this silly barbarian thing that has tons of YouTube videos making He-Man look like the biggest pansy in the world. I'll make sure he looks weak as hell too. Consider it done, guys. I, I hope to God that this do and, and that your buddy Freddie has at least understood, you know, and got an idea that a lot of the, the fan reaction was negative. And even though you still got people claiming they thought it was great, that, you know, I know he's the artist, but I'd like to think he has some sort of input on what the story is. And, like, you can't <clears throat> do this again where you're going to belittle the He-Man characters and then just not care, throw stuff on the wall, and, and just say, oh, well, the He-Man fans, they don't matter. Oh, we, we're, we're more concerned about getting our, our traditional DC fans in here. God, I hope they don't screw that up. But I may not even, I, I probably, I'm not going to buy it. I'm not, I'm not going to, unless Joe decides to sacrifice, you know, $25 for the first issue for, for the very cover and all this other nonsense. And tell us, <laughs> I, 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 I'm not going to buy it. I'm, 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 unless Joe himself tells me it's worth picking up. And it's not going to be, you know, Joe trying to be very positive. Tyler knows when I'm giddy about something. He genuinely knows if, like, I'm talking and the excitement of my voice when there's things that I really, really like. And if there's something I'm saying, 
yeah, it's, it's pretty good. You should try it. That's my voice where you're thinking, and eh, no. But there's a genuine tone to me that if I think something's good, I'm going to say it. So I'm just cross, crossing my fingers. You know, I'm trying to hope that there could be something good. So I guess we'll see. But, well, speaking of that type of stuff, cartoons, crossovers, other things, and, like, at first I wanted you to, I didn't know if you wanted to mention about something that you got in the mail from somebody. I think yes. this would be something really good to talk about, especially when we discuss it in another episode, but go ahead. Yes, our wonderful and dear and loving friend, Penny Dreadful, had uh, contacted me and, and Joe, as I found out a few months ago, um, about a site and someone that she knows that has put together some of the hard footage of the He-Man and the Master of the Universe cartoon, particularly the greatest adventures of all, and most of all, the Revenge of Skeletor. Now, it's available on DVD on this website, and I, I've got the information here called ontherunvideo.com store. And it's the Lost He-Man and She-Ra collection. Now, Penny just sent me and Joe the disc that has the Revenge of Skeletor, the greatest adventures of all, and I think five of the Orco bumpers from the show. However, it's a two-disc set. And with the Revenge of Skeletor footage and the greatest... And now when I say footage, I mean, it's the this everything that's on this VHS tape is on this DVD set, along with the greatest adventures of all. All the footage of the Sorceress... Diamond Ray Disappearance complete with the missing scene. You will have all of that with the Orco bumpers. All of this, all this footage that, that's on this tape that is not available on YouTube. As far as I know, James E. Talks said he was going to upload it. Poor guy's busy putting together uh, Faker's you know, pro prominent uh, time in the spotlight. Hopefully we'll get that on there sometime. But if you want it now, it's available to purchase. And also you'll get 21 commercials five TV promos, two news segments with She-Ra, all seven of the Golden Book storybook adventures, and, yeah, six commercials, toy test shots, two TV promos, three storybook adventures, uh, the Christmas special bumpers, five more toy commercials, uh, an alternate pilot, because uh, uh, oh, this is also stuff that uh, includes He-Man, She-Ra, and the new adventures of He-Man. I, I didn't make that specific there. So it's a set that contains, it's four hours and 30 minutes, and it contains all that, plus the Revenge of Skeletor and the Greatest Adventures of All. It's $20. And um, if you need to know more about it, it's on ontherunvideo.com store, the Lost Team and Shiver Collection. Penny, I can't thank you enough. Watching, and, and we will probably touch on this, Larry Houston's supposed to be on with this next week. So the week after that is when, Joe and I will finally review the Revenge of Skeletor footage. So I want to let everyone know if you've been curious about seeing this cover on eBay, on Google searches, or popping up on social media, you can actually see this footage for the first time. Not on VHS. I mean, on, on DVD. And we can but, try to, if you want, later when we uh, maybe edit the description, maybe we'll try to see about seeing if uh, Dirk can put the link to that website in particular, maybe down in the section here for our, our our channel you know for the video or something maybe oh absolutely yeah on the run video.com store and, and penny i thank her before it was an absolute treat so i want her to see this when she views this she'll be back on the show with us too she's already said she'll come back to join us but i want to thank her personally for doing that it arrived on my birthday it was a wonderful treat the footage is great 
I mean, the 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 sound quality on Greatest Adventures of All was even better than the the DVD transfer that I've I've already got. So it it was so so refreshing to see all that footage again. And um, I got a few uh, pictures. I'll probably post to promote this episode as well. All right, and I yeah, and again, I wanted to thank her as well because I've never seen the one with Skeletor, that particular one. I've seen the stuff with the sorceress and all her things, but I've never seen the Skeletor one. So just to see something new, and like you said, to see it all together as how it was portrayed in that video you had, you know, not that it would have been just cut into like just the sections with him, and maybe you didn't get the gist of some of the things, because like you said, it translates from like how they're looking or watching the episode, and you understand what context, you know, what context he's speaking of when he's saying certain things. Oh yeah, I mean, it's it's just, it was so cool, and you know, even though the the episode list they chose to put on the Revenge of Skeletor is a little less less than desired. Cat and the Spider's on there, and I've grown to appreciate that more as I got older. But the other two episodes, they don't really quite work as well with the footage that we're given, but the footage is so damn fun and enjoyable that it, it's so well worth it. It's well worth 20 bucks to get this footage that you don't, you can't find unless you get a VHS transfer, because it's not on the internet to view. At least I haven't come across it. James has got it, but hasn't put it up yet. So not a whole lot of options to see it. And if you really want to see it and you want to see the Diamond Ray disappearance in its entirety, the way it was intended to be. That's cool. And it's in VHS quality. The sound is good on this DVD. God, it's well worth the purchase, you people. That's cool. So we'll definitely, yeah, we'll be talking about that probably in two weeks. But uh, also, let me just say hello to Adam Gabbert and Justin Hewn, who have joined us in the chat room as well. Thank you both for joining us. Now... This is what sucks. This is when Joe's memory, as it happens so many times, just shuts off. Somebody made a suggestion as for like a topic, something we could discuss. And I apologize so much for not remembering who you are. And when I say this question and this topic we'll discuss, you know, feel free to message me or post somewhere that, hey, that was me. Of course, now we'll probably get like a bunch of people in the chat and say, that was me. But um, somebody said, okay. Who do you think would be the person to take over each particular faction if that main person was out of the picture? Like, you know, He-Man's out of the picture, Skeletor's out of the picture, King Hiss, and Hordak, and She-Ra. They're all popped out of their particular factions. They said, who do you think would take over? So, I guess first, Tyler, we could do a back and forth. I'll give you a faction. You start with yours, you tell me that, and then you give me a faction. But I'll start with, let's start with the Snake Man. The Snake Man. King, King Hiss has been knocked out. And we know we've seen an NYP, you know, General Ratlore be the one that took, you know, is kind of second in command. But you go with it. Who do you see being taken over the role of the Snake Man as leader? Squeeze. Squeeze? Squeeze is my favorite. And um, I, I loved his portrayal in NYP. Um, and I, I, I don't necessarily go by, you know, what we were given. We were given more of the Snake Man at least visually uh in in myp but um and rattler would make more sense because of that however you know because i love squeeze so much i like how he was, was portrayed and myp is a very dominant and very intelligent character you know with you know insane grip of evil i i i mean you got a guy who's an anaconda yeah and uh, they and, changed it and, up with those hands x predators they are the top of the food chain so Squeeze is going to be running the Snake Man, in my opinion. In my in my mythology, Squeeze would be the one to step up. And if anybody wants to challenge him, he's just going to suffocate him to death and then eat him. 
Yeah, and then he not only with that hit, but you, you figured even his arms with how they were in NYP, like extra snakes. That's so like, there's a lot to fill the strength of him. No, I like that choice. Uh, JSP said no Cobra Khan, but so I guess that might have been Khan JSP. Is warrior. I'm sorry, Cobra Khan is an evil warrior. I do not remember <laughs> the snake man. No matter uh, what hey. he says, he's always going to be an evil warrior in my heart. All right, all right. Me, um, I, there's a character that I go by my favorite, and I loved your choice, and my favorite was always Snake Face. And the reason I always seen him so powerful is, okay, he was so powerful that you seen in MYP. I mean, bam, he's turning everybody into stone. It's like, okay, what else can you do besides, you know, the old, you know, Clash of the Titans thing, you know, the reflection to make him turn himself into stone. But I would see him as being more of the one telling everybody what to do because it's like him, he would almost be the last resort that if he has to get out and do something, yes, he's going to take care of business, probably turn everybody into stone, but also have this in the back of his mind fear of what if something could happen and he would see his own face. It's like he's almost in fear of something happening to reverse, to turn him into stone. But I see him being more in command and having everybody do his bidding. But if he had to get out and do his business, he would do it. And he would be, you know, taking care of business. But I just, yeah, for me, it was, I always love Snake Face. And I, I love Squeeze. Don't get me wrong. Squeeze, you're right. He's so freaking awesome. But I didn't want to go the route of General Ratlore and have Tongue Lasher. I just, eh, I wasn't feeling that. But Snake Face, I just, I had a thing for always Snake Face and well, his power. Well, plus Snake Face is arguably the most powerful, given what he can do. I mean, if King Hiss gets the evil eyes from Snake uh, Snake Face, not Snake Eyes, from Snake Face, King Hiss has turned to stone, too. Yeah. You know? Yeah, good point. I, it's it kind of, it's 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 a double-edged sword with, with Snake Face. He's got the biggest weakness, but he's also got the greatest power, so. Yeah. But I think power-wise, yeah, I wouldn't argue that at all if Snake Face was to uh, sit on the throne of the Snake Men because of right. that. Tongue Lasher and Ratlor, you know, they they just, they're awesome. They really are. But I think it, when you break it down like that, it's either Squeeze or Snake Face is going to take the throne. Yeah, and yeah, both. Know, yeah, both. Axel would, I'm sure Axel would prefer we say Fangor. And you know what? <laughs> I wouldn't argue that either. If, if Fangor was to take the ranks of the snake or like take on the, the throne of the snake man who's going to challenge a guy whose fangs can grow out as long as they do you know and a master blacksmith he can beat you to death with a hammer and then sink his giant fangs into you <laughs> there you go so no both great choices and also juan lopez just joined us in the chat room thank you for joining us he said yeah snake face excellent choice but all right thanks man and thanks for joining us but all right man well i'll pass it to you you give me a faction i'll start and then we'll go back to you all right i'm going to give you the heroic warriors you know, I've had two people. This one has been just burning into my brain of, should it be? It's, God, it's so, ob not so obvious, but everybody wants to say man at arms. You know, you think man at arms, but we know he has to get out there and do things as well. But you figure he's also the one that, well, as we've seen him portrayed in so many different versions of creating so many of the, you know, the weapons, the vehicles, like, will he have time to get out there and do everything? So that's what made me put Man at Arms to the back burner and have two other choices. I was wanting between Clamp Champ, but then I also said somebody that, somebody that I never really liked as a toy that I used to pick on and say is worthless was Stratos. But when you think about it, He's the king of the Avions and his people. And he's he rules this kingdom. He has, you know, background experiences of knowing in battles, in war, and, you know, not only air battles, but just warfare. He knows how to defend and fight people. I was thinking, who would be somebody that's good at leading? 
But then Clamp Champ, he's he's just like like I said, he's a master fighter. He's super strong. He has his amazing senses. He sh he's older, so he should be wise and knowing of what to tell people what to do. He's a great strategist in my mind. So it's I I have to put Straddles maybe on slightly the back burner. I like him as being a leader because he rules his kingdom, but I see Clamp Champ really being able to get in there and take care of business and know how to fight in battles. So Clamp Champ was my choice, and yeah, it's Clamp Champ. Joe, you magnificent bastard. This is why we do the podcast together. Okay. Clamp Champ was my choice, too. Oh, yeah? Okay. Yeah, I it, it just seemed perfect. I mean, I, I, I could see if for some reason He-Man was taken out, for whatever reason, in a story, and then He-Man were to come back, for whatever the case would be, I can see Clamp Champ taken up, maybe not necessarily like the power of Grayskull, but carrying on that role that, that He-Man, you know, does, you know, that, that what he stands for and everything. Fisto, you could ar argue, is, is a possible fill-in for He-Man, but to me, Clamp Champ has got it all. I mean, a, a guy who's eyesight and hearing, you know, you just assume all, all things, sense of smell, sight, hearing, you know, or are very, you know, very, very sharp and someone that can, you know, take on ninjas and, and just, just yeah. kind of, this is a guy that, that can, you know, take on any situation. He may not be as strong as he man. No one's going to be as strong as he man, but I think in terms of overall package, um, I'm, I'm picturing Carl Weathers and, and Predator. <laughs> You know, it, it dressed up in clamp as clamp champ. That's what I'm seeing. And I mean, come on, who who is not going to want to follow Carl Weathers into battle dressed up like clamp champ? You know, so yes, clamp champ. God, I would just it, that reminds me that Alex Ross print that he put out recently that's got clamp champ featured on there. Oh, is that the one that's real limited? I was so ecstatic. I'm like, it's 125 pieces. I'll never be able to get it because it's like a thousand dollars a piece, probably or something. Like that. <laughs> yeah, I or seen they're gonna, only yeah. available for 30 minutes and it's sold out. But it's yeah, it's so very limited. On on that um, Alex Ross painting that he did, but yeah, no, Clint would would be my choice to lead the heroic warriors in the battle against all the other factions. All right, no, awesome. No, like I said, it's like he's almost a perfect choice. And Eric Amen, thank you for joining us. And uh, like JSP and Zentron, we'll be covering something which you just said about a character, about somebody taking over in a second. But he said, Man at Arms and Clan Champ are good choices. He says, but a moment like this could also be a coming up truth for Tila. I mean, true. That could be another person. You know, as, as long as we're not looking in, like you said, sometimes you want to think, oh, she's a hothead. She always picks on Adam or does this. But no, she's a captain of the Royal Guard. You think she should be prepared for that type of stuff? Maybe within a little more age. I mean, maybe that's why I envisioned, like I said, I, I picture Clamp Champ. I picture that he's been through many battles. He has experience in hand-to-hand in -hand combat and war and knowing strategy. So it's just sometimes, yeah, I, I think age and a lot of experience, it seems like, definitely helps and plus with all his senses and everything but no you make a good point jsp definitely I, I could agree and i could see what you're talking about so um okay well let's see now i'm gonna pass you i'll pass you the horde the, the evil horde modulac's knocked out modulac Mod, modulac really yeah the the master scientist and since the horde that most people are aware are aware of is very science oriented that they rely on technology well modulog is the horde scientist he is the one that's 
you know, helping create a lot of a lot of new technology and things like that. I just see him is carrying on the mantle of what Horak is always pushing more for. Yes, he uses magic. And Modulok uses dashes that too, especially if you see him in filmation when he's rotating his arms, you know, when he when he captures Roboto, Modulok does dabble in a little bit of that. It's not not as prominent as Hordak. But overall, I feel like he's probably the closest one to what Hordak does and what Horak is very knee deep in, which is technology. Modulok really dabbles in that the most of the rest out of the rest of the hordesmen. So I can see him sitting on the throne you know, creating, you know, more and more, you know, horde science uh, warriors and things like that. I, he just, he just strikes me as the type that I can't see Grizzlor or Leech of Montana, the, the original, you know. Other I like group. that choice of module. No, I yeah, like that not choice Shadow of Shadow Weaver or certainly not Catra and not Scorpia. Uh, maybe Dylan Mug, just because Dylan Mug's a badass. But honestly, I, I, I could see Modular programming Dialamog in a way that oh, he would be very obedient to him since Dialamog is a is a robot, essentially, with his own mind. But I could see Modular getting a hold of it. But yeah, Modular would be my choice to lead the Horde. Okay, I like it. I like that choice. I definitely like it, especially with what I wear. I want to say one thing quick to Zentron. In the chat room, he said, he did a quote. He said, I fisted hard, He-Man, but I couldn't fist them at all. Then somebody else said... Zentron Joe d doesn't like that joke. And he said he doesn't like it either. He says, but why did they have to write it that way? He's referring to this panel. And I just it's a good little side rant. We're known for this. And that's why I'm glad you brought this up. I tried to show people, Zentron, that was not the real quote from Clash of Arms. As much as me and Tyler have Wait, read that, that. That were some jerk off to side yeah, Go ahead. They put that word. It's He said... He really said, I fought hard, He-Man, but I couldn't fight them all. That's what he was saying. He didn't say he fisted them. But because of people that do that stupid stuff and post it around and it gets spread like a virus to the He-Man community, some people were saying, I can't believe they used that kind of language back in the old mini comics. Oh, that's terrible. It's like, that was never said. That's an edit from a fan. So Zentron, if you didn't know that, now you know. That was not the real quote in the Clash of Arms. That... And see, I hate when it ruins good stuff and good stories. And that's one of the best stories is Clash of Arms. And it's the it best. got tainted. Some, some jerk off thinks it's cute to throw in that Fisto puts fists and asses yep. because of the name. You're no different than those morons over at Comic Book Resources who did it. And see, remember when we... Stuff pops up, I, everybody just, just tackle the guy on social media, right. you know. I'm it's... sick and tired of Fisto and the rest of the characters being given these unnecessary... You know, homoerotic undertones or suggestions and stuff like that. Because and remember when we complained about those before? When I said I hate that because of the comic book website, you know, that comic book thing and the other stuff and some of the documentaries. I was like, when they make a mockery of it, then everybody feeds off of it. And everybody said, Joe, calm down now. You know, that's just a joke. But then it continues. And also, Eric Amen. Well, I think I just said Eric Amen. Thank you for joining us. If not, thank you. But yes, that's the stupid thing that's going around. So yes, if you guys ever see. I fisted them hard, or but I couldn't fist them all, He-Man. That is not what was actually said in Clash of Arms. You could see it online. You could buy the comic. That's not it. But Okay. Well, as for me, who was uh, taking over the Hordes? You know, immediately at first, yes, I had Shadow Weaver in my mind. But I was thinking about it. I was like, you know what? Shadow Weaver, while she is super powerful, well, I could see her probably even taking out Hordak at times because she she didn't get the whole power of that crystal that gave her her, you know, your magic and abilities. But I was like, I see her as being more power hungry and sadistic. Like she can't she probably can't focus on maybe 
giving orders or commanding people because she might want to do the stuff herself. I see her more being more power hungry obsessed, which leads me to a character that is good at giving commands, but isn't good at fighting because they make a joke over, and that's Catra. I always said Catra is always out telling and commanding and Mantena and Leech and Grizzle. She's always out there in the forefront, but then they they make a mockery of Catra. She turns into what is this ferocious looking panther. And then when she turns into the panther, which that's the time, in my opinion, was thinking, now nah, she's going to get down, you know. But in a cartoon for kids, they can't have her being too ferocious. So she's always jumping in a well, jumping into a wall, getting wet, and, and making a, just a joke of her. But if she didn't have that part to where they had to joke down her character, she's great at giving commands and leading. You know, I was like, okay, she could be a good leader. But... As for a lot of fighting, I can't see her doing a lot of fighting. And I love your idea with Modulok, with all the scientific stuff, creating all the things and being the, like, you know, person behind the curtain in a way. But when it's time to fight, you could picture Modulok, especially if it went more even around the toy, you know, toy-wise, where he could be separated into lots of different hundreds yeah. of parts and combinations, which would be one hell of a nasty thing to fight. But, I mean, if I'm not just limiting, you know, excuse me, catcher to Filmation... If I wanted to bring in different versions or thoughts of what could be, I would like her to figure she could have her time to shine to be a leader of the Horde, because she at least has some experience of that. But, yeah, I, I'd say Catcher, but I, I, I love Modulok as well. I love Modulok, so I like that choice as well. So, all right, well, I'll pass it, uh, I'll pass it to you. Anybody else, though? Like, I, I can't picture, you know... Anybody really else? I mean, Catra only just because she's been portrayed as, as Force Captain. But even then, I, I, I just Modulok looked so much more mightier. So, but but Catra, I mean, having a, a female lead the Horde, she would be my choice. And Shadowy would still serve as as her, you know, kind of confidant, her 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 kind of go to right right hand woman, so mm -hmm. to speak. You know that that she wouldn't really. Catcher would just kind of slide over into that position and Shadowy was still by her side and, you know, kind of helping her and kind of making suggestions. And the same thing with Modulite. That's where I feel like Shadowy's spot is, is that, you know, she, she will do the whole evil end thing where she likes to serve somebody else to serve her purpose with all this ambition, but she still will kind of continue to serve the higher power, so to speak. Ne never yeah. never stage a full coup, unless it's, you know, like in Shadows and Skulls, where she's had enough of Hordak stuff, and, <laughs> and I came up with Skeletor, just for a temporary alliance. Alright, and even uh, yeah, Zentron just said, in his fan reboot, if She-Ra, he said, he said I have Shadow Weaver as the interim leader, so, yeah, it's just me, I just always picture Shadow Weaver just being too damn, too damn power-hungry, and like, I could see her just being on her own if she really had to. Uh, yeah, go say, it's funny you said that. I could actually see Shadow Weaver as a separate villain out from the horde, or like she's with the horde and then says, "You know what? I'm out. I'm done. I'm done working with you guys. I'm going to go out and do my own thing." And then Shadow Weaver creates like her own small like faction, like two or three warriors with her, and then you have episodes where it's just her and her yeah. little small faction of warriors, you know, and then that they would interact with the horde, you know, bumping into each other, fighting, and then Shira comes in and kicks all their asses. <laughs> right, right. Okay. All right, well, good choice for you. Now, um, I will pass it to you with the next faction, and you can hit me first. All right, we are the, let's see, do you want to do... Uh, we have the Evil Warriors and the Great Rebellion left. Okay, all right. Uh, the Great Rebellion. 
I'm not saying Bo, because Bo wouldn't work. This one, I was going back and forth. I was like, do I say something, you know, like easy, just cop out and say Queen Angela because she's a queen and she's ruled and she has wise choices. Do I say something like that? Do I bring somebody else from another part of Ethereum that also, you know, serves the Great Rebellion? Like Zentron was mentioned Frosta. And you know, what's funny is I was almost having a Frosta thought in my mind because I was like, this, this is one hell of an opponent. I mean, to be able to freeze people, to do her Iceman type thing, to get in and out and going around enemies and freezing everybody. I mean, it's like, I could see her almost leading. I, it's, and of course, Queen Angela is easy to say, but, you know, it's like, just because she's a queen and she's ruled, does, does that mean she's great at getting all the advice in the world and getting into battles, not to say, oh, she got captured by home with a heart well, so she's working. In that sense, you almost kind of feel like, well, she's she's going to have her priorities as queen. You need yeah. somebody that, that is not going to be confined, at, not all the time, but someone that is not going to have the royal duties that Queen Angela has. Right. She's, yeah, you got to have some, you're right. You got to have some kind of duties and cast a spell. She is one hell of a warrior too. But I like sometimes seeing something different because sometimes like, remember He-Man, he's, you know, not back at, you know, the palace and sitting there all the time. And He-Man does not use magic. He's powerful. He's in there and he's a fighter. You know, he's a fighter. He's a warrior and he can lead. And I can maybe see, maybe Frosta, you know, Zentron, you did give a good option there. And I actually did like Frosta because I was kind of battling between Frosta and a couple others, but I'd love to see her getting down. I mean, you can picture her going like, you know, let's go. And she's coming in and heading off the rebels in the front. And she's just sliding in on her ice, you know, just blasting them all, freezing everybody, deflecting stuff. I'll go with Frosta. I mean, Zentron, you said it too, but I'll go, I'll go with Frosta. I, I, will, I will say this. Uh, as you were fleshing things out, my, my brain was working pretty quick. I was going to okay. say too. Okay. But I, my mind and thought of, Oh, no, this, I like this one so much better. Uh-oh, what we got? Oh, wait, wait, I know what you're going to do. I know what you're going to say. You're going to say Huntara, aren't you? No. You're going to say she joined, oh, okay, I thought you were going to say she no. joined the Rebellion, and, okay, go no. ahead. No, I, I, I see her as as a, as a as an alliance of the Great Rebellion. Like, she would probably bring some Salaxian warriors with her. No. To take She-Ra's place, if She-Ra has been captured or whatever the case, maybe I see General Sunder leading the Great Rebellion against That's the a twist. I didn't think about that. That's yeah, a twist. I, 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 I mean, I really like the character of General Sunder, and I briefly thought maybe Seahawk. Yeah, JSP, I, hey, just to let you know, JSP said Seahawk. Seahawk would be a solid choice, but General Sunder, giving that he worked for the Horde, just like Shira as Adora was a member of the Horde, and was arguably their greatest warrior and turned against them, I mean, I, I hands down, I, I've got, and, I, and Frosta would be a kick-ass choice too because she's super hot. Mm. And she's super hot, and um, yeah, she's really hot. And, uh, <laughs> hot, but she's cold, but she's somehow hot. Yeah, she's definitely. Hot. She's a real ice princess, you know. Yeah, yeah. But, but yeah. she's my favorite of the Great Rebellion, anyway. But no, General Sunder would be my choice to lead the rebellion, um, and I'd have Frosta kind of up there as well. I mean, Frosta, Queen Angela, and, and, and Castle Spella. They all have kingdoms they rule, so to speak, too. So, it, it you know, Frosta, yes. But I also look at it from the standpoint of, like, they also have other duties that they can't always be there, like Glimmer or Bo or even, you know, uh, Natasa or whatever the case may be. I feel like General Sunder, you can almost have, like, the Horde 
comes in and kidnaps his wife and child, or God forbid, they lose a life. And now he's strictly devoted his life, you know, in, in full time, 24-7, is kicking the horde's ass, man. I like it. No, I like that one. That is a good choice. And well, Grimbot said hose nose. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he did the hose nose. That's I like that. But um, no, I like that. General Sunder is good. So okay, good choice. And well, now I'm gonna pass the last one to you. And then you hit me back. We're down now to the evil warriors. Skeletor's out. Who is I mean, I know what I'm gonna say. Just pretty much for me, I got a no-brainer. It might seem too easy, but you go ahead. All right, then you go ahead with yours then. Oh, I don't care. I'm just I'm going with Evelyn. I know others like I know he has great warriors. I mean, you could say them all. You could say Triclops. You know, especially hell if we went off of maybe a mini comic version. If he wanted to be pure evil, the stuff he's done in that Triclops would be freaking nuts. But I gotta say Evelyn because you know how she's wanted the power a lot of times and she showed interest before and she is super powerful. She she also has led and been with the other evil warriors at times to command them and tell them what to do. And for me, she would be, she'd be a perfect fit. I think Evelyn just, yeah, I'm just going to say Evelyn. There's not even much I really have to go into detail. I just have seen what she's done before. And I know she's commanded the evil warriors and she's very powerful with magic. And at times, like I said, it seemed like she could even wanted to overtake Skeletor. You know, she's wanted to, if she could have, we don't know, but, uh, I'm gonna go. With, I'll say Evelyn. I'll say Evelyn. Um, for me, for me, it, it's almost like you could, people could argue my my choice or the ones that 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 would follow up due to the, some of their other incarnations. Like you feel like if I pick this character, ah, but he wasn't portrayed very well there, or he wasn't really shown. I said yes, but also in in this particular canon, he was shown to be very dominant, or in this one, he was shown to be you know a bit a bit more smarter than you know and, and i but for me I, I i go with uh clawful oh my god you just made chris simpson the happiest sucker in the world believe me everybody just lets you know tyler does not see these comments he never reads them he can't no, see him when he's doing this anything that's going on in there. chris simpson was just saying clawful he says if you don't say clawful he says i'm out well i think you just made his day so go yeah. right ahead clawful because of his portrayal and clash of arms and, and how cunning he was and uh, Driel's return, and I like his portrayal in uh, Things That Go Bump in the Night, where he, he's a, one, one of the more reputable and intelligent of Skeletor's warriors and very you know, strong. A guy pick, can pick He-Man up right, right there on the spot and lift him up into the air, you know, and, and Clash of Arms speaks for itself. Um, I, I, I see him as sitting on the Bone Throne, and uh, Jitsu would have been a, a close follow-up along with Triclops. Um, but Clawful, Clawful takes the cake, man. He, he, Clawful is rolling Snake Mountain. In my, Especially in my when, when shown correctly, like you said. I mean, well, not correctly, but in a respectable way, because you're right. In the Filmation cartoon, especially in Clash of Arms, that's the way the character should be portrayed. Because I was so sad when MYP came out. I love the big hulking look of Clawful, but they dunced oh, him up. Amazing. Yeah, and they God. dunced him up. I my brother started laughing. I'm like, oh, yeah, he did that. Because when you see him, he's like, oh, my God. And then he talked. I was like, oh, good God. It's like, why? Why did you dunce him up? And that disappointed me. My brother me. laughed because he knew I was going to be mad at how he was talking. Like, he looked at me laughing. Is it like, oh, jeez, man. <laughs> he knew your reaction. Oh, yeah. He knew He knew I was upset. Before I, I didn't say anything, he starts laughing. He knew I'd be pissed off about that. <laughs> well, everybody, I mean, I know I was. It's just, that was just, 
Talk about everybody a, was. It was a buzzkill to have that hype of this hulking son of a gun that you're thinking, wow, what are we gonna see him? And especially to get him bam that early out of the gate. You know, we didn't have yeah, to wait. Have to wait like till season two or later on in season one. Yeah, it's like bam, you got him and you got that big son of a gun whiplash. I mean, bam, they were hitting you right there, and then oh, they hit you again with the voice. Like, oh, okay. So, but I do like Clawful. Yeah, I, I could see it. And another great choice. So, whoever that was, I hope they message me and say, hey, that was my suggestion, because I really feel bad that I can't remember where I seen it and what group. But, uh, all right, and uh, Chris Simpson said, long live Tyler, king of fans of power. So you you just made a super fan right there with that comment. Hey, Chris, you don't want to challenge what I have to say? I mean, I may, I may decide that, you know, Cloth was portrayed in a way where he's got too many yucks. He's too silly, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Right, right. So, well, that was that. And now we're going to talk about, hold on, let me get this. We're going to talk about an awesome mini comic. I mean, talk about somebody that could lead the evil warriors and a great portrayal, not really yeah. portrayed as evil, but just badass. That's a terror of Triclops. And I don't know how many of you read it, but not only an amazing story, but beautiful art from Mark Texera. I mean, I, I feel like as much as people talk about Mark Texera and they say, hey, I like the mini comics and I like this art. You never really hear a lot of, damn, that'd be a cool figure. You know, because his art and a lot of the characters is very unique and cool. Especially, hell, looking at Triclops and the design yeah. of Triclops. And even Beastman, like, damn, these are figures that I would like. You know, we always heard that, oh, I like the look of, you know, Alcala Skeletor, Alcala He-Man, as they like to call it. And, you know, we'd get those versions. But these are versions I'd love to see. But why don't you start off a little bit on your thoughts? Because this, my God, from beginning to end was freaking just... It's a great story, and it shows how cool Triclops really could be. This is one mini comic that, if, if fans decided they felt that this was the best, I mean, as much as I love, Clash Orange is my favorite, and Hordag and Keldor, I would th this would be in my top five because I love Triclops. Of the original Fab Five Evil Warriors, Triclops has always been my favorite since I was introduced to the cartoon. Always has, always will be. He's my favorite of that original group of the Evil Warriors. And this mini comic, you know, even though he, he abides by that code of honor, so to speak, it's not not so much that he's he's a a villain with morals. No, I mean, I mean, yes, he kind of is, but he's still, without question, taking out all these people. You know, he's taking out Balakan, he's taking out Teela, he's taking out Ranman just to get to Hema. He's not going to kill him because that's not what he's instructed to do. And I like that. It's, it's, it's not saying like blade. I could see killing them all. And then going on after he met, whereas Triclops, like I'll take you all out. I'm not going to kill you, but I'm going to put you out of commission and just go kill he man. Yeah. He was mainly, yes. Going, I yeah. feel like that would be the difference between Triclops and blade is that one would, one would kill everybody. And the other one would, you know, he may maim you, you know, put it, put his, his his sword in your in your quad, or slash you across the chest, so you ain't getting back up. But he won't kill you. Yeah, because he's referred to as Triclops the Hunter in this. That's what I like. Yeah. It's like when things have to be done because Skeletor is just fed up. He needs to find somebody that can, you know, finally help him beat He Man. And it's out of all people, Beast Man suggests to Skeletor that you know Triclops. And then of course he has to get Triclops. And I like when Triclops is shown when you know Skeletor is using some kind of magic spell that does not want it. He doesn't want to be interrupted. You see this portal open, and you see him fighting these blue like demons or whatever the hell they're he's fighting some kind of creatures that actually yeah. look kind of cool i'm like hey, 
these are made kind of like cool little. They kind of kind of remind me of ice trolls from uh, uh you know, from D uh, from the Dragon's Gift. Yeah, and yeah, and if you see, they got their own unique type of shield look. I was like, they look cool. But what I like is when he's brought there. You know, he's pretty upset about it. I love how the first thing when he does is how he just grabs Beastman and shoves him like you know, like up into a wall. I think with his hand, it's like so. Beastman is kind of the first person he really attacks. Like. Damn. And then Skeletor blasts him in the back. And then he kind of turns around almost like, oh, no, you didn't hit me in the back, you know, in a way, if you know what I mean. It's like, that's how he looked like. You didn't just hit me. But Skeletor promises him that, you know, hey, if you were to take out He-Man, you know, then and if I can get power of Castle Grayskull, you know, you can roll with me. Or he, he kind of like promised him something like that, which entices Triclops. But we also see like when you have Ram Man, Tila, Battle Cat, and He-Man all just trying to have a relaxing kind of day. You you see, like, Skeletor has this device. I don't know if they ever name drop it, but it looks like it's some kind of disc that he could speak into, and it's like whatever he says, and when he's looking at somebody through his little magic portal, he can influence their mind, because he's, like, telling Battle Cat, oh, you're kind of feeling like you're a little uh, anxious, and you want to go to a cave, and then suddenly Battle Cat says that, goes to a cave, and just like Zentron said, or, or um, I think it was Zentron or Zen Brown, it might have been, where they said, that Triclops, oh, it's Zen Brown. He said, yeah, Triclops punched the, well, basically hell out of Battle Cat. It's like, wow, one punch and boom, knocks him out. And then he ain't done. When Rayman gets up to go away and then Rayman like, you know, charges at him. You see Rayman charging at him like he, I think he hits a tree or something. But in the exact next panel, it's like you see a forward bang down. Like you could picture like Triclops either punched or grabbed him by his head and shoved it. I'm picturing like slamming his <clears throat> head in the ground. Yeah. Him. And you know, that's I mean, so bam, he takes out Ram Man and then he shows, Hey, it doesn't matter who gets in your way, if you're in my way, I'm gonna hit you. He even backhands the hell out of Tila. I mean, he he takes everybody out, it shows how awesome is this guy. And then he gets in hand to hand combat with He Man, and then he not only is just good as hand to hand, you see, he has like some kind of light blink or excuse me, light beam that he blasts out of his eye to blind He Man to where he can almost take him out, but of course. He-Man goes back and forth with him, gets the upper hand, and you even see Triclops kind of like see his vision when he's down. He sees something in the distance. It's Skeletor blasting. He warns He-Man, and then He-Man like, you know, uses a shield to protect the, you know, the blast from hitting Triclops and them. But it, it kind of gave you the impression that Triclops, you know, as we've known before, wasn't maybe always going to be evil. And in this way, he was just kind of a hunter, but he was influenced by Skeletor. But I just love that it showed he was getting down. It's not that he was just relying on, you know, Gamma Vision to look through a rock and do this. He's fighting the hell of out of everybody and just defeating everybody, too. And it, it, it kind of seems to be a bit, you know, like when he he's beaten and then he confesses that, you know, I was only hired to destroy you. And then um, as, as I'm looking right here, too, where he, you know, warns them of Skeletor's, you know, kind of, Sucker, sucker punch attack, mm -hmm. you know? and of course Skeletor is mad about that. I guess you almost kind of see it as that he is, you know, a true bounty hunter. But also, I mean, I guess there's no way around it. This portrayal of Triclops portrays him as as a as a as a code of honor, but not not so much where you don't feel like at, at the end of this he's a complete good guy. Um, you know, because you you do feel like. Um, I mean, it's not given a, you know, He-Man and Triclops shake hands at the end. Well, we'll meet again someday, Great Warrior or something like that. It's, you know, 
it's, you know, as much it's, as it's, it's too good a portrayal here to, at, at the very end here, just to live that Triclops is now suddenly a good guy because he may have you know kicked his ass. Yeah, um, yeah, it was like I said. I mean, the whole thing is great. There was, I'll tell you what, it was as a kid, and every time I read this part, including it's weird when I read it now, it kind of always gave me a weird feeling. When I was a kid, I, I felt uncomfortable reading only one line because I almost felt like. It was an insult, but not, but I didn't know how to take it, and I didn't know why they wrote it. Now, here, like I said, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with what was being said in this part, but for me, it felt weird as a kid, and it still does. It's the part where Ram Man gets up to walk away, and Tila said, he's so innocent. He said, he's so innocent, He-Man. I like him. And then He-Man says, a bit slow in thought, but I like him too. But I was like, I don't know. I felt like he was kind of like calling Ram Man dumb or like... I don't know something. I just well, I kind always... of feel like that's probably you know when they when this this character and of course formation you know hammers at home too. You kind of feel like you know Rayman is the big brute, you know it, it, that he's you know can be easily kind of worked up. I mean, or manipulated. You know, not not the most intelligent, but obviously not. You know, he's not you know mentally challenged by any means or something like that. But you know, obviously, he's probably one of the most strongest, but probably not the smartest. And but, but did you get? Works. I mean, like, no, you're, you're right. What's that? It was just it's okay. I mean, you're right. No, I completely agree. But it's it's the way He Man delivered it. Like he's a bit slow in thought, but I like him. But I like him too. It's almost like yeah, I guess I like him. Like what? It's kind of okay or not okay to like him if he was kind of slow. Or there was something. It was the way he was written that I just. I guess yeah. Eric Amon well, said he kind of agreed. I, I, he just I, said, I, "I don't, I don't quite take it as is a very overly insulting." Hey, it ain't like NYP deciding to paint paint Mechanic is like, "I hate my powers. All I can do is stretch my neck," or or snouts about being portrayed as you know a loser because I got an elephant head. So you really didn't see it as much as like a belittling. It just felt like it was like, I guess he's good enough for he man. That's what it was like. The remark I felt like, like I said, I'm not saying it was supposed to be, but. It's like how I always took it. I just well, well, I mean, well, hell, even with Taylor saying he's innocent, like that—that—that's—it's that's a polite way of saying yes. He's a little, a little slower to kind of understand the full situation, and that's why I think that the filmation cartoon does a good job of painting that. That, I mean, in all the appearances of Ram, and he—it's always—he's always such a lovable character that he doesn't quite get some things immediately, but you still like him, and I, I feel like. If you hadn't seen the cartoon, and of course, I you know I was in, I didn't see this mini comic till I was an adult because I, I God I wish I had had Triclops as a little guy I would have went nuts for this mini comic. <laughs> um, but I I, I and that, it's probably because I watched Filmation so much is that and because of that when I look at this, I kind of see what they never said in Filmation. You know that I mean obviously like in House of Chakotay when Orko's trying to explain to Ram Man. About how we're gonna find you know find it where Trapjaw's hiding. They're like, oh, I don't get it. And then Orko just kind of gets frustrated with him after he just explained it to him. That's what I said. But but they they all like Ram. They know he's loyal. He's dependable. To quote the greatest Avengers of all, but he's not going to quite understand the situation all the time. But then other times where he's a little bit smarter, he's like, you know what? I've never seen you and Prince Adam in the same place at the same time. You know, where he may have a moment where he's a, a bit smarter, you know, than usual. But it's, I, I mean, I get why you say that, 
but I, I look at that in state in a completely different context. Okay. No, it's, no, it's good. That's what I mean. Everybody, we all see it in different ways and none of our ways are, you know, I'm not saying, Hey, Joe's is the right way. You're not saying yours is either, but no, it's not yeah. one of those cases where you and I are getting into a heated debate, you know, or something like that. It's, no, 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 it's, it's good. Been a okay. since we've had that. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, yeah. Yeah. We'll do that sometimes, but, uh, no, so again, yeah, if you guys have never read it, whether you get this comic by itself or you get that big, giant Dark Horse book with all the mini-comic collection, I mean, definitely get it just so you can check this out if you never have, because it's it's one, it's one it is, it's one of the top ones. I, I'll have to, I don't know if we've, I think we did it in the past, but I think I'd really like to do that again to really sit down and think of it, of maybe our top five mini-comics. Uh, we've done all. it three, but I think yeah. the top five to, to make it a nice round number like that. Terror Triclops would be in the top five. Yeah, because I did mine. I think if everybody remembered, I was upset in that episode. My mind was not clear. I think a lot of people remember that episode. And, and I think Tyler remembers. I was not fully on my game. I was kind of angry. So what I said wasn't probably really what I wanted to say anyways, because I was just upset. And I don't get like that too often. So, yeah. No, not top 10, Eric Amon. We'd be here all day if we did that in one of these coming weeks. We'll, we'll do, maybe we'll just do five. We try to do a top five each. But, uh, well. Yeah, it's often fun that, you know, to do like a top five of He-Man, a top five of She-Ra, a top five mini comics, a top five, you know, evil warriors, top five heroic warriors. Like, those are fun. People, I always, I always find it intriguing to see you know, people rank you know, carriages like we, we got, you know, after our, our Larry uh, Houston interview, if for, if for some reason you can't make it, we'll do it in May because he gave me a few other days. But for what, like the next uh, episode we do where we've got like our own topics, we got to throw in just for fun one like top five subject. If you want to do mini comics, we'll do that. Or we could do filmation or we could do top five evil warriors, top five hordesmen yeah. or whatever the case may be. We added it just one. And, and and just you know, and then just maybe sprinkle them out because <laughs> you know, they're they're fun to do. They're fun to think about. Um, I mean, I it's it, it's because it, it's it, it. I'm sure you and I will put out choices that are a little outside the norm, not the cliche choices of He Man and the Power Sword. Yeah, and you never yeah. know. Some might pop up the same, but usually, yeah, we'll hit a lot of different ones. So you never know, and it's always fun to see what each is going to say. Now. I was going to say, uh, and we'll eventually we'll be closing up here soon. And of course, we'll always open up again to everybody in the chat room. You have any questions you want to ask us, just start posting them right now. And we'll cover those. But I had a request, and I usually don't do this, but somebody wanted to know one of the customs I was working on, and if I could show it on the show. This is the third version I've worked on so far. It still ain't finished. And again, I'm never here to say Joe Model Custom Creations. Tyler knows that. That's why he'll usually mention it because he knows I don't do this. But uh, hold on one second. Still got some stuff to do to him. But here is. Hold on a second. It's a, it's a classic spawn that I'm making for somebody, and I still have you know some paints to do and things to put on them. Sculpting the head was kind of a tricky one because I sculpted that head from scratch. Is that even showing up or no, Tyler? I just want to make sure. Yeah, no, I see it. Okay, so I made the head. I did stuff to those armbands and his, like, emblem here. Sculpting the the pouches for his side thing. But this is a – it's a classics version of Spawn. And it's the third one I made because, well, people it's were kind of getting into – done Spawn before. Yeah, I've done, I've done a scared low Spawn and after I did that, somebody's like, oh, man, just can you make spawn for me? So after doing the one spawn, I did 
another and then this is the third one i still got tweaks and like i said little tweaks that i'll do to his head also but yes this is something that i'm currently working on it was just a request to show so i forgot to show that out of things i'm working on looks and great. uh oh, sure i appreciate that quite happy yeah. with it no thank you i know i appreciate it. like i said there's a lot of new things sculpted there's some reuse of parts but a lot of new stuff just held this making the spikes on like this boot and adding the stuff to this one it's that's kind of when it gets tedious but uh yeah, so that's one thing currently I'm working on that I figured I'd share with everybody. And one last thing, there's those. This is just a quick one. This isn't even Joe doing a custom, but somebody wanted me to make custom card backs for, you remember the vintage eraser figures they had back in the 80s yes. of He-Man? Okay, well, a lot of them in the States were carded. Some of them even out of the country were carded, but certain ones weren't like Prince Adam and I think Trap Jaw Manny Faces. So somebody said, could you start making card backs for me? And this is like a quick prototype one, but he wanted Prince Adam put onto a card back. So I, oh, cool. had, yeah, I had to find a, a special kind of bubble. That's the hardest thing. I go to stores like a lunatic. I'm finding like something that holds a glue bottle or something stupid. And I'm like, could that fit a figure? So I'm buying stuff that I don't even use on some things just to get a bubble. But so I, I noticed that also those old vintage card backs for the racers looked like they sometimes had real colorful scenes and things that reminded me of Filmation. So I would get some art that was copying Filmation and redraw it and kind of superimpose it. But yeah, so that's just that little bubble and card back in a little nonsense. But I will let me see if I can look to the comments now to see if people were asking questions while okay. I was doing my cheap whoring promotion of myself. Like I said, that's something you're not going to be seeing Joe do all the time. That was just a lower quest. Um, okay. Zentron said, which She-Ra cartoon character that gets an episode devoted to them? Wait, wait, is this a riddle? Hold on, let me read this. It just says, which She-Ra character, She-Ra cartoon character that gets an episode devoted to them but never appear again, do you think could have become a regular member of the Great Rebellion cast? Oh, okay. That was a question. I'm sorry. I just read it. I was trying to read it for the first time, so the way I delivered that line, I apologize. But, oh, hmm. well, there's, I mean, there's many. I mean, hell, earlier we did mention, of course, about Huntaro would have been an amazing addition. Maybe if, if the Red Knight could have been a permanent addition, because he was kind of a mystery. You know, they kind of led on to trying to say who he could be. But, hmm, I, I don't know. I mean, Huntaro would be amazing if she decided to stay, but... I don't know, the Red Knight could have been appealing. I mean, hell, he pissed Bo off because he was beating Bo at everything, made Bo feel like he was less than something because, wow, look at the amazing stuff this guy could do. So you figure that'd be a hell of a warrior to join the Great Rebellion. So, yeah, maybe I'll say um, the Red Knight. What about you, Tyler? Um, General Sunder. <laughs> yeah, we get yeah, you said, yeah, there you well, go. Well, I mean, I mean, on Tar, we were supposed to have gotten another episode called the Slaxian Wars, which never happened. There's like storyboards done for it and things like that, but um, in general, Sunder had gotten two two very good episodes, um, but it, it would be cool to to see General Sunder have shown up, um, because he's on Ethereum, whereas Huntar went back to Silax, so it doesn't seem too far fetched that you know even though General Sunder is retired, he doesn't want to get involved anymore. That based on the Horde is still a major threat, he is going to have to suit up every so often to kind of help keep at least keep the horde away from where he's living. Mm -hmm. you know, if that means he's got to, you know, travel a good, good miles away to ensure they don't come any closer to where he's living. 
you know, he'll he'd suit up every so often to make sure that they that he keeps the horde spread from 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 getting any bigger. So I, I would probably go with as much as I love Huntara, she's my favorite female character of, of the Shiva series. Um, I'd probably see General Sunder. All right, okay, all right. Well, thank you for that question, Zentron. And uh, JSP said, "Do I do you three D print any figures or parts?" No, no, I don't do that, JSP. Everything I do is one of a kind sculpting. I try to make. See, I, I, don't get me wrong. I love 3D printed stuff. I love people that create it. It's amazing. I love people that do molding and casting. Every customizer out there has their own little kind of special thing they can do. And it's always awesome. And my thing, I just, like I said, I don't do the 3D printing. I don't do the molding and casting. I will just do the sculpting, even if it means I got to sculpt that head over and over and over or any certain parts over and over. I like trying to give the customers their own unique one of a kind thing. So not everybody would have the same piece from Joe Motto. You have something a little special and just slightly different for each one. But uh, no, thanks for asking. But yeah, I don't do the 3D printing, even though I love and respect what 3D printer uh, people do when they do that 3D printing. Um, yes, Spawn did appear in Ready Player One. No doubt about that, Eric Amen. That's what I rambled to Tyler. That's why I got excited when I seen Ready Player One. I was like, wait, there's Spawn, but right next to Spawn was He-Man. And I don't know if you knew that, Eric Amen, or a lot of people knew it was quick. He-Man had this one quick shot, and I was like, hey, and damn, that was it. So I was like, we got to see He-Man in a new movie in some form. But um, Zentron said, for him, it would be Lonnie from the episode Friendship, which incidentally, I'm doing a digital reproduction of. But hey, Lonnie, yeah, I forgot about Lonnie. You remember Lonnie, don't you, Tyler? Vaguely. Oh, okay. No, well, it's that's a good one. Um... Okay, uh, let me see what Adam Gabbert said. Joe Amato, had you mentioned to Tyler Baker that he opened a T Public store where he added some stuff to his? Uh... No, I did not know that. And I'm sorry to hear that you got laid off, Adam Gabbert. I hope that you know you find a job here real soon. But uh, no, it's good. You got a T Public going. That's that's pretty cool. And uh, let me see. I just want to see if there's any other questions. But okay, I think that's it pretty much for now. So okay, well, thanks for those little bit of questions, and hope you enjoyed that. And again, thank you everybody joining us in the chat room. But before we wrap it up. I always pass it to Tyler to see if he's got any recommendations or anything that he wants to say before we close her up. Um, just a reminder, um, the uh, PowerCon exclusives, um, I purchased mine today. So I got all three. Um, and if you go to thepowercon.com, that's where you can purchase your Drio Montour 2-pack, your Chopper, your Spycor, or all three if you'd like. Um, tickets are on sale there right now as well. And just as a reminder, too, if you plan on getting the exclusives, um, trying to find the, the date for it real quick. Because um, that was like the middle of May, wasn't it, maybe? Yeah. Um, well, it's, it's and I said this last week, but just just see so everyone, it's, it's, it's about mid, I think it's May 12th. It's a, it's a Sunday, I think, and I, I may have misquoted that. I apologize if I did. But as a reminder, too, once the date's over, they will not be taking any more pre-orders. It's, it's strictly that's the cutoff date, and there won't be. We'll give you another week. If they do, I'll be completely surprised. But that's okay. what I've been told by the powers that be. That's the last day. So if you want to get one or all three, you've got until then to get yours. And I went and bought mine today. All right. Yeah, and uh, tickets are on sale, too. If you're still going to go to PowerCon, you can get your tickets right now for that as well. Um, I always recommend to check out Axel's artwork, Kevin Sharp's artwork. Um, both these guys are available on Facebook. Do beautiful, wonderful work on He-Man yes. and Thundercats. 
um, Joe Modest Customs. Um, you can check out if you like what me and Joe do on here. We do Beyond Retro, and we just started a new, a new podcast called Capes and Commentaries, where we do commentaries for uh, superhero cartoons, which for the last two weeks we've done Batman the Animated Series, and we're going to do Spider-Man and his amazing friends next week. We'll be, be doing fun. X-Men, Justice League, Spider-Man cartoons, more Batman you know, just all kinds of stuff. You, if you like hearing us on a regular basis and you, you're like, I ah, just do one episode a week. I'd like to hear more. We do two more shows. So we, that's all accessible on YouTube, on Podbean, on our Facebook pages. Um, you can, you can find more of us. If you like what we have to say, we've got, we, we've got a lot more to say. Definitely. Know? No, definitely. So yeah. And I look forward to next week's episode of that too. But um, well, I was going to say real quick, Zentron, you'd be surprised. I think I know your movie quote. I'm going to pass it to Tyler, but I know I know this movie quote. His movie quote is, I just went in with a plain old can of acid. I know what that is. I do know what that is, and that's not a lie. No, I don't know that one. Zentron, tell me if I'm right when I say Superman 3, when Superman took that into the supercomputer, and he sat that down, and it was a plain old can of acid. Then when it heated up, it destroyed the entire supercomputer. So tell me. I'm waiting. Zentron has not replied yet because we have a 30-second delay, but I'm almost certain that's the part, Tyler. Okay. I will sit there and say Superman 3, to this day, I've never seen all the way through. Okay. Um, I'm waiting to see if he will pop up. I, I'm almost certain that's the quote because I remember that part because I remember the computer scanning. Yep, he said, yep. So good. See, Zentron, I'm not as stupid as that's I look. That's amazing. Is there any quotes I throw out to Joe, but Joe will get a quote from Superman 3. <laughs> the reason it was so... It but was always but so... he'll miss a quote from Friday the 13th part. <laughs> Yeah, like, how the hell does that happen? No, but I remembered it well because I remember when Superman came in, the computer went yang, 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 and zoomed in, and it was scanning him, and he looked, it, you seen he was holding something in back of him, and then it said, you know, it seen no type of danger. So he, he, it knew it had, it knew Superman had the acid, but for some reason didn't know that once it got heated up, it would melt. And even though this is supposed to be the smartest computer in the world, you think it would know that, but well, whatever, that's just a little side rant. But, um, oh, well, real quick also, Zen Brown says, hey, what do you guys think of the new Mythic Legion, uh, He-Man and Skeletor? Well, I think that they showed, uh, uh, who was it? They showed, it was like, it looks like a Battle Cat Man and an Evil Wind. Yeah, they look cool. They look cool yeah, as they, hell. They, they did look good, yeah. Yeah, I mean, believe me, if I had the kind of, trust me, all this stuff that's being shown, if I had the money, I'd be getting them all, but those do look good, just like the last exclusives, I think, were a look, one that looked like He-Man and Skeletor from last one, right? The last exclusives from last yes. year? Yes, yes. Okay, okay. All right, well, okay, guys, well, that's pretty much it, and again, thank you all for joining us in the chat room. We, will, of course, look forward to having you here next week, and always appreciate you having you, know, having you here, so let me say what I always say. Go to fansofpower.com. Go to popculturenetwork.com. Go to hemanworld.com. And on Facebook, go to Masters of the Universe He-Man this year, Ultimate Fan Group. All great places, all great people. So until next time, have a powerful day. Good night, sweet friends. Parting is inevitable. See, now isn't this terrible? Zentron, I can get yours. And then Tyler will say one that I obviously should know easy. Nice. Let's see if he knows that one. If you don't know it, he better know it. Oh man, I'm I'm drawing a blank, so I'm just gonna wait here. Um, let's see. I'll wait and see. Anybody know that? Uh, I'll wait. It's again. It's a thirty second delay. I'm sure somebody should get it. When you say good night, I have no clue what that is. I do not know. And oh wait, Zen Brown says too easy, so maybe he'll jump in with it. 
Um, Adam Gabbard said RoboCop. No. No. Well, you're wrong, Adam. Okay. Got to say, I want to see. Like I said, we'll, we'll have it on until we, we go off. I don't care. This is how we're going to end it. I'm going to see if somebody can get this in the chat room. But if it took too long, then no. Come on, Zen Brown. Just give the answer. If you did know, you got to do this because I can get a damn Superman 3 quote and I can't get this, which I bet you Tyler's going to say, Joe, you've watched this movie a thousand times. Zen Brown says Batman? No. No? Shit. Okay, well, that ain't it, Zen Brown. Um, hmm. Well, I think you're going to let us off the hook because it doesn't look like anybody's got that. And it's been probably a minute. I'm wearing it. Um, is that Superman? What the hell is that? That's Superman. What the hell are you wearing? Is what that does it look like? I don't know. It looks like a Nuclear Man logo. I don't know. Oh, is that Superman 4? Superman 4. Who the hell said it? Lex Luthor says to Superman before Nuclear Man and Superman start fighting. No shit. Isn't that weird? So I get a Superman 3 quote, but I don't Superman. Well, that's, why, that's why I'm ashamed of both of you. That, you know, I know Joe doesn't like Superman 4. I love Superman 4. Yeah. I expected him, if he's going to quote Superman 3, he better get Superman 4. And it, yeah, is that that's a shame. But yeah, for me, I couldn't quote nothing from Superman 4. I watched that movie. I remember watching it the one time. I was like, oh, it's terrible. And then I tried to rewatch it as Superman. an adult. I, uh, every time I see him, like, this is I just fan of Superman 4. I, wear, I mean, I wear my Nuclear Man shirt proudly, you know. Uh, I, I, I love that movie. Yes, it does have its faults all Ooh. over the place, but I oh. love that film. And not in a, I love it because it's bad. No, I still enjoy Mariel Hemingway is hot as hell. Nuclear Man is cool. Is, I mean, it was your awesome first Superman. Villain. You said that was the first Superman you've seen, though, correct? Wasn't yeah, that your first? Yes. Yeah. Because I know you said, like, you kind of even thought, oh, Superman 2 is okay. And I'm like, oh, man, I love Superman 2. That was no, the best yeah, when of I all. Superman 2 as a kid, I'm like, man, the, the Kryptonians don't look like supervillains. Like, and I'm, I'm thinking about Nuclear Man from, from the visual with the black and gold and the cape. I'm like, he looks like a supervillain. These guys <laughs> yeah. look like they're getting ready to dance on stage. Oh, right? I love it. Now as an adult, of course, but as a kid, I like, uh, I, they just don't look imposing to me. Nuclear Man was such a badass, and still, I, I bet hell, that's your thing, that's your thing, man. Like I said, I should, uh, I maybe one day we'll give it another try. But okay, guys, that was I, I one. Still, I still on, on Beyond Retro at some point, I, I want to have a fun discussion with you. Not something where I expect you to go and rewatch the movie, but just have a fun discussion about Superman Four. Because God, I love that movie. It's just it's yeah. still fun to watch. Mario Hemingway is so hot in that movie. And Christopher Reeve looks is so badass as Superman in general, too. So. There you go. So, all right, man, that was our, uh, was our longest exit closing ever. So thanks for hanging in there. See you next week.